This is Jewish Board Talk with Cherie Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Last week, Tuesday, my colleague Wendy and I joined the Speaker of Johannesburg, Councillor Colleen Makabele, and other faith-based leaders for a solemn, silent prayer walk along Delvis Street and Albert Street in Marshalltown. This following the tragic fire that occurred in the early mornings of the, uh, of the 1st of September that resulted in 77 dead, more than 50 injured, and 200 resi- residents desolate and displaced. Clive Mashishi has been coordinating the SHABD relief efforts at the various shelters, and I'm delighted to have him now as my guest. Clive, welcome, and thank you so much for joining me. Hi, Sharice. Welcome. I'm very pleased to be in your studios today. For the very first time. Is it the first time, Clive? Yes, I've been doing online. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have you, Clive. Yes. Clive, you were one of the first on the scene that morning when we heard about the fire. What did you see? You know, uh, early hours when we got a call that there was a fire in Johannesburg, we went there to observe first to find out what is needed, to how can we assist and everything, and we let the officials to do their work because it was very hectic. People, they were crying, running around. Some of them, they jumped out of the building, so it was very chaotic and painful again. Doing this job is not just a job, it is a calling, because seeing such things is very hurtful. But then we stayed for a few hours, then we left, then we, we went back with the speaker's office to find out what is needed for assistance because assistance was was needed mostly there. I saw a lot of organizations even coming to assist the firefighters, police service with refreshments and everything. So it played a big role. And the pain that we saw there, it reminds us of what we saw last year at Bosbeck. And it was very painful to see another pain when people were suffering like that. And it's very sad you know, to hear and to see physically because it's very painful. No one expects to lose their loved ones like that. So... You You were very involved in Boxburg. Yes. Do you have PTSD when you hear about another fire? And you know, you you were in Boxburg and and the thing people said most about Boxburg is it it touched every every single sense. You could see the bridge, you could smell the burn, you could... This must have been very similar. It was very similar because the uh, first time I asked myself that, God, why are you punishing South Africa with fire like this? Because I remember Bosbeck when we arrived there with uh, the team. We had volunteers from Zakani Prince and Pastor Tsepom Sala being there and seeing the small pieces of flesh. And it was very sad for us and uh, seeing this again it was very it reminded me about the Bosbeck issue and the pain that we saw in the Bosbeck community people in Bosbeck even now they're still in pain I remember last week we went and visited them to do a prayer with them and the community came crying after they hear us saying we are going to be with you we are still we still remember the pain that we were at, we were at. and they came and crying and saying we still can't forget our loved ones we still can't forget seeing small kids crying and this is what happened now in Johannesburg when they told us that there was a body of a mother and a child mm. 
and they bend together you can see the the the, the mother was holding the child so that means that there was a bond the last bond that they had that we are going to die together here and it's very painful and to see other families searching for their loved ones mm. even others they, they can't find their loved ones at the mortuary and at the building the police and the fire department says there's no body there but they, the family still wants to go in to search for themselves and to for people to stay in an illegal building mm. is still a problem again because the families now they came to search for for their loved ones and they are not sure if if they were staying there again or what happened with them it's 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 such a tragedy and the amount of people dead 77 it's 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 shocking it's almost incomprehensible and when you go there uh, when Wendy and I were there that last tuesday yes. you can still see the blankets coming out of the windows yes. where people climbed down so many people jumped, many to their death. A, a mother, when we were there, um, one of the women t- told how she threw her baby out and then jumped following them. Both of them survived, but so many didn't. Yes, it is 77 for now. Uh, what I realized after Bosbeck, the number can still rise because many people, they were affected. Some, they're still in hospital. Some you saw, they were still in pain. Remember jumping from the third floor, coming down, it's still painful. And we are not sure, we are still praying for God to, to protect them, to give them healing. So the numbers, it can still rise. But it is something that uh, our city needs to work on. And with a lot of partners, they can help the city to make sure that everyone's life is protected. We know that our people, they don't have uh, finances to pay for quality building, but this is not what we want. So the law must take part that this is not what we want. And we hope that the city this time will pull up their socks and make sure that this cannot happen again. And after a few days, then there was a blast also in Brandfontein. And we visited also the, it was a building full of students, but lucky no one ha- was hurt. But it is, it was also painful. When we spoke with them, we were there with Wendy, and they told us that we thought it's an act of terrorism in Johannesburg. Because first it was a blast in Priest Street, then it was Marshalltown fire. Now it was here around the corner here in Brandfontein. You see that is affecting also the lifestyle of students. They can't concentrate even at school now. So it was very sad and painful. But you know what I really love? It is the support from South Africans and also from the Jewish community. Because uh, the support that they gave us to manage to go there to send relief, it means that South Africa has hope. And if we work together, we can bring a lot of difference and change. So we really appreciate that. Because to assist those people there, it is a very big thing. And when they say thank you, God only knows who's going to bless. And we are very thankful and we think God must bless everyone. From what you donated, it can be a small thing, an old t-shirt. But everything that you take out with love and to give someone, it touches and it changes someone's life. So we are very thankful about that. I think, Clive, you said this is a calling because it's really, really hard work to do. You were also one of the first people at 
the the shelters that were offered, including the recreation centre. Um, what what did you find there? Uh, when we went to the recreation centre, we thought that we are going to find a lot of people who survived from the fire being there. But arriving there also, you find that other people, they didn't want to take the buses to go to the shelter. Remember, you want to assist people, but they don't want to go there. Then we investigated that what is happening, and then the officials told us that, you know, some of them, they think that if they are going to be there, they are going to have problem with immigration office. And when you go to the streets there in Marshalltown, you find people in pain. I remember there was one guy that you came with together with Wendy and that is any boy together. You saw the pain, but so, he was there. So let me tell you about Umar. Umar is Malawian. He jumped from the third floor. He was living with his brother. His brother didn't make it. Mm. Umar was part of the building hasn't burnt, wasn't burned completely. And they want to go back into the building and get their belongings. So many of the people who are refusing to go to shelter are scared to go to the shelters because they are scared of the few remaining things, including documentation. Yes. So they, they don't want to leave. They're sitting on the streets waiting to be allowed to go in, and they haven't, I don't think, been allowed to do so for whatever reason. Um, Umar went to the center. We, we brought him yes. to the center. He, he's damaged a leg, and he, as you said, is in terrible pain but I think has gone back to the streets. Yes, he went back to the street because we visited uh, Marshalltown again with the speaker and we found him there. And the speaker asked the question, why are you here? Because we, we took you to the center. And there were taxis with us trying to take them back to the center. And some, as you speak, that they, they didn't want to go because they have their belongings there. And they, they say that these contractors who are there to clean, they are stealing some of their equipments and they are taking their money that is left there so they are staying there and when they stay they are going to sleep where on the streets mm. and it is not good for their lives also <laughs> and their health so Clem, in, in our remaining minute i'd also like to just pray tribute to you and thank you when we give aid we don't want to give what we think they need we want to give them what they really do need and it's through you going and assessing the situation, whether it's on the streets, whether it's in Boxburg, whether it's at the shelters. Find out exactly how many babies there, the size of the nappies that are needed, what what is already being offered so we don't duplicate. So I'd like to thank you for ensuring that the, 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 whatever we give is what is truly needed. Oh, thanks a lot. And uh, also, I would also like to thank the Speaker's office, you know, uh, to get such information is very hard because everyone is frustrated there at the ground when we're mm. at the center and to know that which type of food to get for the kids because with kids it's very sensitive you can't bring anything because you need to bring quality thing and what is needed and the speaker's office team they are very 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 uh, darling they, they, they love their work they helped us a lot and to have such a speaker and the Johannesburg team it's, it was truly a blessing because they made our job to be very easy. And also to the Jewish Board of Deputies, we, we, we thank you for, for being part also of building South Africa. So this, is, this shows that uh, together we can build a better nation because with working separately, we can't build a better nation. 
But if we build it together, this means that South Africa has hope. I was telling people there when we were at the center that uh, South Africa, I know it is in conflict, there's a lot of things, but here in South Africa there's hope, and God loves South Africa. So a lot of things they are going to change. I know that there are different political issues, but with this kind of love, when South Africa is in crisis and you see people draining hands, it's really a blessing. Clive, on that beautiful note, thank you so much for joining me. That was Clive Mashishi, who heads up the SHABD Outreach Programme.